Let's get it going. Okay, YouTube, TikTok, we're still here. Let's get it going. Crazy. They're hacking me once again. XRP pump underway systems. Systems lagging. Are we good to go or what? Welcome, welcome, YouTube. I'm going to give everyone a second to find our way back into the party tonight. Before we get this session fired up, let me mic check it, mic check it. Let me uh, pull up that, pull up our sources, mic check it. Unbelievable. One of these days we'll get it together over here. <clears throat> okay. Still no sound. <clears throat> yeah, no, sounds good. Sounds good in the back row. Why is Nicole texting me no sound? Maybe her texts are lagging. I think my systems are lagging, guys. All is good. Okay, let's get it going, guys. Uh, massive update for you guys. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Hopefully, we're good to go now. Okay, we're good to go. Let's roll. Let's get it going, guys. Hey, XRP, what do you say? 28000 for our Bitcoin XRP just ripped right on up to 50, uh, 50 cents, depending on what exchange you were looking at. Back down to $0.46 cents at the time of this recording, folks. But we're moving quickly here. Um, I see we got a few couple hundred back in the chat with us. I apologize for the technical difficulties. Live show tonight here, March 21st, 2023, XRP to 50 cents, XRP to the rescue. We're just getting started. It might not last. Let's be careful, okay? But we got a lot of events underway. Let's break down this whole situation tonight. Current events, cryptocurrency, and the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. It is always a pleasure. Let's get it rolling. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. TikTok, YouTube, God bless all of you. Putin and Xi Jinping signed documents on Russia-China strategic cooperation. Putin made the following comments. China is clearly Russia's top trade and economic partner. Trade and economic cooperation is a priority for our relationship. Russia is prepared to increase its oil and liquid natural gas supply to China. And Russia is helping to build atomic stations in China. The Ukraine-Russia peace plan was also discussed. Okay, so we saw that... Putin actually, you know, uh, basically walked Xi to the rig, to the uh, to the to the limo, to the whatever rig they are rolling there for the president of China, and very close relationship. They continue to build the strong ties over there. Meanwhile, let's see what we have going on in the West, folks. Take a look at this. But before I do, we got a hundred dollar super chat from DJ Martin in the house. Thanks for everything you do, brother. 
listen to all of your info and agree with it all. The pump is here. The super chats are already dropping. You guys know we are back in action. What an amazing time to be alive, guys. But let's check it out. We're going to go through the current events before we get into cryptocurrency. Strap yourselves in. Grab yourself an adult beverage. Let's remain calm. But it sure does feel good to see that thing move again. Let's break this situation down, folks. In the West, the biggest nationwide protest on record for France. Protests in over 200 areas across France. Is France on the brink of civil war is what Wall Street Silver asks. Kim.com shows us this. Paris is lit. The scenes uh, coming out of there are pretty shocking. And then we get this tear gas deployed. And that was just earlier today. <clears throat> that was just earlier today. Looks like a little bit of tear gas getting deployed. And so they're breaking up the protests. And then we have this one from Wall Street Silver once again. Due to protesters blocking key locations, fuel shortages are escalating across France. Almost 1,650 stations are currently out. I can't confirm that, but it is just interesting to see while the West is literally streets are on fire, we see deals getting done all as well over out East with Russia, China getting closer than ever. Now, obviously, they're going through their own issues as well, right? They, they definitely face issues. It's tough to get good information out of China and Russia. I, as someone who lives in the West, is from America. I'm trying to wake up our people over here that are still asleep, still in a coma, still not tapped in. They're wondering why their 401k is getting wiped out. They're wondering why they can't sell their house for the same price they did last year or thought they could have got last year. They're wondering why the equity in the real estate's dropping, right? They're wondering why XRP's pumping out of nowhere, right? What What's this little... This little digital currency XRP just pumping 20-something percent, 25 percent out of nowhere, right? And we just are continuing to yell here from the top of the mountain to our people to get tapped in, no matter where you're listening. Even if you're in these other countries that are doing new deals, building new you know, trade deals, getting off of the Swiss system, working on new reserve currencies, that is fantastic. But they have other issues in those countries of the BRICS nations, uh, BRICS plus plus, many issues as we face just humanity across the board here. Let's continue to stay tapped in. Let's continue to stay prepared. You can start by smashing the thumbs up. After this episode wraps up, you just head on over to my website to get in touch with me. And we're just going to keep it rolling, guys. This is a massive, massive month of March. And then we're rolling right in here to spring. Massive amount of energy, a little bit of growth being experienced for XRP out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere on the buildup, right, of this liquidity crisis, sovereign debt crisis, and a currency crisis being experienced in every single country across this planet, right? So we have to stay prepared, folks. What do I see right here? I already see another one. 20 spot, Philip McQueen. That's a big one, guys. Massive, massive super chats coming in here tonight. Let's keep it rolling, folks. Here we go. Ben Rickert shares this one with us. What is happening now has never happened before in human history. We are witnessing the first ever world revolution. The riots in France. The U.S. military disobedience of... Not going to say that. The unification of the Muslim people. Okay, we're starting to see these, these other countries, these other regions, they're starting to band together. The collapse of Credit Suisse and many more events around the world are all interconnected signs of this. It is all part of the overthrow of a hidden ruling class that has presided over the planet for thousands, if not tens of thousands of years. 
So the powers that be have been here for a while. We said that they're going to go down kicking and screaming, and they're not afraid to play dirty. So we got to stay safe. We got to stay prepared. And you guys know what that entails. Let's keep it rolling. Michael from the Michael Silver Squeeze on Twitter. By the way, with all the discussion about failing banks, remember that the U.S. government is still set to run out of money within months and has no and nothing has been done about it. How could anyone take it seriously that all their money is safe when the issuer insurer itself is strapped for cash? So once again, remember, we're approaching that debt ceiling. They say, what, we got till July, we got till August. They always extend it. They always kick the can down the road. We have to understand that they're sacrificing our U.S. dollar. They're sacrificing your Swiss franc when they provide a $100 billion backstop just so that one bank deal can go through. That's how bad the systems broke. First, it was a $50 billion backstop for Credit Suisse. And then for UBS to be able to actually sign on the dotted line to get that deal done, to buy Credit Suisse for a major, major discount, they were able to bypass shareholders. So they didn't even give the shareholders an opportunity to vote on it. I don't even know how that's legal. I mean, they, they, they basically just forced this, right? But only after they got a $100 billion insurance policy, basically. Uh, and I just keep these terms simple. There's all sorts of new terms for bailout, backstop, swap lines. Um, you know, I'm about to show you the discount window. I mean, they come up with all these different terms. And there's all these different tools that they do have, right? We're looking at the Federal Reserve and they can, you know, raise interest rates and they can increase money supply. They can add to their balance sheet. But then we have all these different new facilities that started to get opened up, really going back to the events of 2020. And like I said, when Trump opened up Pandora's box, kind of merging the Federal Reserve and the Treasury Department into, into one en uh, entity, you, you know, kind of working alongside each other. Basically, they direct the Fed how much to print, and then the Treasury Department gets to decide how to disperse these funds. Now they have all these different credit facilities, but then the Fed has been able to set up all these facilities for the major banks. So we're backstopping the major banks, really, and we're allowing the little guys to get squeezed. We're forced, you know, by raising the interest rates at the fastest pace in history, they're killing out the small guy, not just the small banks, the small business, your real estate portfolio, your equity in your real estate ain't the same as what it was last year. And that's pretty much across the board, most markets, right? But once again, the longer that they kick this can down the road, right? The longer that they set this thing, uh, you know, back, right? The harder we slingshot back the other way. And that's just more digits on the screen, right? And, and we're talking about much more than a 50 cent XRP. You guys are excited now. There's a little bit of energy now. 50 cent XRP. We haven't seen nothing yet. This isn't what we're here for. I mean, I mean this is what we're here for. It is nice. We we make all sorts of money just by seeing XRP move. What what did it move? 10 cents or whatever it was. Um right? We're all feeling very fantastic, right? You know, we're, we're going to take wifey out to dinner tonight because we made a bag, right? But we have to have a serious strategy for, like I said, this opportunity, this thing's moving very, very quickly. And we might see some gains. Like I've always said with XRP, this thing's primed to go while everything else is burning to the ground or has been taken out, right? It, it, it's primed to move the best and, and the hardest and, and last after the system goes down. Now we're in the middle of the system going down. I, I, you know, we're pretty far along in this timeline, but it just keeps on getting worse. 
bigger bailouts, bigger bank failures, bigger liquidity crisis, a bigger country having a sovereign debt or currency crisis. So we still got a ways to go. This is why this is so important. I see we got a massive group in here tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for smashing that thumbs up. Let's keep it rolling. Big update for you. Peter Schiff, what does he have to say for us? The media is reluctant to call what's happening with banks a financial crisis, as they don't want to invite comparisons to 2008. But the 2008 financial crisis was also a banking crisis. Not only is the current crisis a sequel to 2008, but like all the sequels, it will be much worse. As we say, this time it's different. It's a whole lot worse, okay? So we're going to have to watch this one continue to develop. I don't think that we're done. XRP, if it wants to keep pumping during the middle of this system breaking down, God bless it. Truly convinced that our community is going to change the world with the gains that we are going to see. Been a long time coming. I know I know myself. I, I got big plans here. Really looking forward to it, guys. Okay, but 50 cents, I mean, this is nothing. This is just a start. Let's roll. Let's roll with it. Okay, good morning, everyone. The Fed discount window borrowing provides liquidity and stability to the banking system. It's just another facility that they've set up, another way to inject liquidity to keep it propped up to do some sort of quantitative easing. Provides liquidity and stability to the banking system, reaches an all-time high, even higher than 2008. Probably nothing. This one's from Geneva Roach Dector. Okay. Discount window borrowing reaches all-time high. Banks' usage of the Fed's backstop surpassed the 2008 crisis level. Now, there, there is, you know, people talk about how if a bank or institution is having to tap into this, that it basically is admitting that they're in serious trouble just by having to use this discount window. Another form of liquidity backstop for the banks. Now, why does all this matter so much? Because we're losing our status on the world reserve currency stage. Okay, and that's in, in the news that I have right here to back that up. Saudi Arabia cuts its holdings in U.S. bonds to the lowest level in seven years. China dumped over $100 billion worth of our bonds in Q4 of 2022. They are dumping our bonds. And if they're no longer going to facilitate our debt or buy our debt, right, that, that means that we're losing that status on the world stage. Then what's left? Using it for trade or we force them to use it through the different ways and means of the United States system. You guys know what I'm talking about. Saudi Arabia was a partner, not the case anymore. And as far as an investment opportunity, they don't believe in funding our debt. Cuts its holdings to U.S. bonds in the lowest level in seven years. That's a major data point. And then we back this up. Where's the money going? Commodities. This remains the most important macro chart of this decade. Excuse me. Octavio Tavi Costa right here shares this one. Part of this investment thesis are uh, already playing out. The growth to value transition. So we're moving to real value. We're moving to commodities. What's actually running the world? What's actually running the economy? Failing 60-40 portfolios, as we just continue to remind everyone in 2022, the 60-40 portfolio had its third worst year ever. Commodities super cycle getting set up and, and just absolutely primed 100%. And you're already seeing some of those commodities start to go. Lithium, um, some of these others just, just absolutely ripping. Peak cheap energy prices. I mean, we see the whole system shut, shutting down here in the West, in Europe. 
the bursting of speculative. Yes, so we've seen crypto just, just went nuts. Speculative tech, all of the speculation went crazy, right? But that's now starting to burst. That's starting to implode. They're making fun of the cryptocurrency space. They're blaming crypto, actually. That's that's what's happening this time around. Who's, who's the scapegoat? It's crypto now. Expensive tech stocks being re-rated. So that's their bonds are being re-rated, restructured. And these trends are all interconnected with the idea that monetary conditions are too tight for financial assets at these valuations, but too loose for secular inflationary forces. So you're looking at this chart right here. Let me zoom out. Let me show you guys this. Um, this is commodities to equity ratio. Okay. Now you can see on this chart, okay, we're right here. We're starting to come back up. But we go back to the 2008 peak oil and global financial crisis was the last time we broke out. And then when did we hit these lows? Well, that was during the tech bubble. That was during the tech bubble in the nifty 50 bubble of the 1970s. Okay, and then it leads into these crises, the oil embargo and inflationary bust. That was in the 70s. That's the last time that we hit peak inflation. Gulf War and the savings and loans crisis in the early 90s right? That uh, market crashed back there in 87, that big market crash in 87. And then we get that run up here, but that was the tech bubble, right? And then we see the last time the commodities and equity ratio had gone up to these levels was in 2008 during that peak oil and global financial crisis. You can see on this chart that we're about to break out. For me, folks, I've just kept it very simple. It's just been silver, you know, just stacking silver. And I, I, I have my affiliates down below. You can take advantage of that whenever you get a chance. I would start the process. I've been making orders because there's now shortages, record shortages at exchanges. Um, and the vaults are getting drained. We're seeing them drain at you know, the fastest pace in years. And we're seeing the rate that the central banks are buying gold is the fa you know, fastest in 55 years since the last time they did a currency reset. I'm buying silver. We've set up affiliates to get precious metal shipped directly to you or roll over your 401k. That's what I've done with commodities besides going up to learn more. I'm late to the commodities investing. So I'm not going out and buying junior miners, gold, silver companies. You know, I'm not buying out. Uh, you know, I went to the Vancouver Resource Investment Conference and that was part of my education, right? As I got to get in the room and I got to listen to these guys pitch all their deals, right? And I'm just soaking that up. I'm getting to learn the space and they were they 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 were ecstatic right they they were absolutely ecstatic with all the chaos that was going on uh just the consensus among the board that commodities were all set up to go into a massive super cycle massive super cycle and the realization and the collapse of the existing system the existing overpriced tech stocks, the over-speculation in every single asset class because of cheap money, it's all coming back to real value. And now the smart people have been ahead of this. They've been front-running this, and they currently are. And that's why the vaults are getting drained. That's why people are running out of these commodities, why there's shortages of 200 million ounce shortage in silver just last year. And then you, when you look at what they're doing with, with the regulations and the laws, they're not allowing some of these operations to get built out, right? It, it's now taken all of this European energy crisis for them now to go back to nuclear energy, 
right? And so I got the uranium guys, you know, there's, there's all sorts of commodities and resources that we're now using, right? Lithium and others. And these guys, I mean, they're going to find it. They're trying to get it out of the ground and they are investing heavy, heavy. And for me, as someone who's new, like I said, it's just been silver, but my community, I've been seeing what you guys are stocking in your vaults. I'm, I'm seeing and, and saving the 401ks too. You know, for me, you know, I'm not here to give you financial advice, and I don't think that most people would recommend uh, putting all of your 401k into a precious metals account, right? But if you're looking to make an allocation with your 401k and not have to take the penalty, that's the big thing with the whole 401k program is, is taking that penalty by t taking it out to withdraw it to actually have control of it more, right? Versus investing in a program like this, you're not going to take that penalty when you move over and make an allocation, now, with anything, I'm not saying go all in, but at least have some sort of hedge. For me, a big part of this is the hedge. I mean, silver is down right now, but I, I just don't care because the reason why we have silver here is, yes, the gains are going to be nice, but this is freedom, right? This is the ability to transact with systems down, with systems off, with bad weather. It doesn't matter what the weather is. It doesn't matter whether the internet's on. It doesn't matter. Uh, there's nothing stopping me from transacting with this thing, right? One ounces, right? I've actually been looking. I might, I might think about making some allocations to gold uh, in smaller, like one or uh, smaller denominations. You know, I've been looking at some of the other coins, gold coins and stuff that they have, just because I thought it'd be nice to have a few, just to, you know, play around with. But for me, it's been silver, and for me, I just soaked up all the information in the room up there in Vancouver. This is this is the part right here. We go back to this chart, folks. Commodities to equity ratio. We're about to go back into a super cycle by the looks of this chart, by the looks of the the macro situation in the environment, right? With everyone, the energy crisis in Europe, right? They're now firing up emergency like nuclear plants. They're building out all sorts of facilities, right? And these guys are talking about in Vancouver about how they're going to go pour all sorts of money into you know Europe, all sorts of investment. Yeah, massive amounts of opportunity right now, folks. Okay, let's continue on. As far as crypto, our White House is telling us there's no opportunity there. This one from Watcher Guru. White House says crypto does not offer any fundamental value. The White House released its economic report of the president for 2023, and it contains a section on cryptocurrencies that is sure to raise some eyebrows. The report states that crypto assets do not offer any fundamental value, nor do they act as an effective alternative to fiat money. This is a significant statement from the White House as it suggests that administration is not supportive of the cryptocurrency industry. The report goes on to say that digital assets that have proven to be highly volatile and subject to fraud. Okay. Now... Uh, I will, you know, for us, once again, I see we got some super chats too. Hopefully I didn't miss them. Uh, man, Cornus, thank you. Five spot Taco Bell or taco time. Um, MC prosperity. Thank you. 20 spot. Thanks Zach for being here with us and informing us. Kudos, um, taco bell or taco time. I can do either taco time is, uh, what do they say? More natural taco bell. Who knows what's contained in that product, but um yeah sometimes you got to swoop through get desperate in the streets um what were we talking about oh yeah the white house says that crypto has no value guys and it's not a good alternative to fiat currency right yeah 
Understood. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for releasing the economic report. Where do they actually stand, though? Listen to Christine Lagarde, folks. Where do we stand? We stand for bankers. And you guys have heard all the statements from her. Christine Lagarde, former head of the IMF, now head of the ECB. Let's take a listen here what she's got to say on this one. Where do we stand? We central bankers. We have been operating as a monetary anchor in relation to the commercial banks and the private money. If we are not in that game, if we are not involved in experimenting, in innovating in terms of digital uh, central bank money, we risk losing the role of anchor that we have played uh, for many, many decades. And we have historical examples of period where the central bank uh, monetary anchor was not there and that precipitated crisis after crisis. That certainly was the case at the time of the free banking in the 19th century. Do we want to go back to those days? Probably not. I would say certainly not from our vantage point, as a result of which we have to respond to the demand for those digital payments in order to maintain the role of anchor that we have uh, been playing uh, regularly. Where do we stand? We stand right. for bankers. So, so we you have hear, been it's very clear, right? They stand for the bankers, and how do you maintain that monetary anchor. Folks, it's the hard currencies. Gold, obviously, silver as well. And I'm making the case here too that you have XRP, the ability to facilitate those digital payments, just like she said at the very end. It's so clear, right? They need to keep the reserve currency status and then they also need, um, right, to have that monetary anchor, right? And, and once again, right, Christine Lagarde, someone who's been talking right here, IMF, We've seen them very clear uh, that they have no plans on going anywhere, right? Anywhere. But what do they have? They have the reserve current, the, the, the world reserve currency in the form of the SDR. Well, what is, an, what is XRP? XRP is an ESDR, right? Now, do we have to wait for the IMF to call it that? Do we have to wait for Christine Lagarde to call it that? No. When we understand what they have, what function they have with the SDR, right? XRP is the same thing. And we've been making the case, right, that Ripple set up just like the IMF, right, the issuer of the world reserve currency. You know, Ripple didn't issue XRP, but they're, you know, now in control of a large supply. The network is decentralized, obviously, right? But Ripple does maintain the control, right? They can issue through the escrow function. They get to be the treasury of the new world reserve ESDR. Do we have to wait for Christine Lagarde to call it that, right? No, the, the way that they describe what they actually want to do with digital payments and DLT technology, right? They're talking about basically XRP without saying XRP, right? But once again, that neutral bridge currency aspect of XRP is the solution, is what comes to the rescue for these bankers, right? And so that's, like I said, always brings us back to the trillion dollar question, where is that ESCO going to go, right? How much J how much uh, XRP has JP Morgan tried to get? Goldman Sachs, what about the central banks? We have central bank digital currencies built on the XRP ledger right now. We have over 20 central banks in conversations with Ripple right now, over 50 plus conversations that have taken place uh, by some estimates upwards of 80 central banks that they've had conversations with. I wonder if they wanted any XRP. One institution, R3, wanted 5 billion XRP, right? So we just come on back to that 
uh, quadrillion dollar question maybe on on what's going to happen with that escrow. And, and I truly believe that that's why Ripple has been held up, installed for this moment, right? Problem, reaction, solution. Oh, by the way, we already signed a pre-allocation deal with Ripple for 5 billion XRP, for 10 billion XRP. Or we're just going to try to take the whole thing because it's systemically important for the new system, just like we did with gold, right? Just like we did with gold, we're just going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to force you to turn it back over to us. And then we're going to set it at a higher price. We're going to be able to pay down our debts, right? We'll, we'll be able to restructure all of the debts, revalue the currency and solve all of our problems. And maintain control of the monetary anchor. We got the gold, we got the XRP. There's just two data points that we just keep on reminding everybody of. They're buying more gold than they have in 55 years, and they're meeting with Ripple more so than any other cryptocurrency company. Central banks. Buying more gold than, than they have in 55 years, and they're meeting with Ripple over 50 central banks. The most amount of central banks have met with Ripple. No one even comes close. No one even comes close. Now, on the brink of this, new from me, this is from Eleanor Tarrett, the SEC versus Ripple verdict could come at a pivotal time for the crypto industry. It may come at a pivotal time for the banking financial system, right? right? The whole global financial system is, is imploding, right? And so we're looking here. I'm not going to read this article. Huge shout out to Eleanor Tarrett for actually covering this story, this lawsuit, this case. But right now, folks, we're waiting at any point now. This week, next week, we've warned for two years now, since I've been making content, right, that we were worried about XRP starting to run up before any sort of announcement gets made. My prediction, my official prediction, is that parts of this case are going to carry on. We're looking at this case getting extended. But we are going to have the judge, in my opinion, she's going to say that not all sales of XRP are security. Only some are. So that part of the case will continue. A specific date, time, way. Uh, you know, they have four examples of investment contracts that they use in the expert testimony. She's going to say these, these were securities offerings, right? And then fair notice defense is going to get taken on to jury trial as well. So you're going to have elements of this case that will continue, but without explicitly saying that all secondary sales are security, she's not going to say that, but she's going to say that some of these sales are not a securities offering. And she may even point to some sales on the secondary market and say, those specifically are not. In fact, all of the sales of the, uh, uh, sorry, all of the companies, you know, that file the amicus brief, the amici briefs, uh, those companies are not selling XRP or they're using XRP in a way, right? That is not offering a security, right? And so I do believe that we're going to get this pump maybe is tied to that. I don't know, right? Um, prime opportunity right here. We've been waiting for this moment. Two years in this lawsuit, um, years of XRP consolidation. I mean, even up to $2 last year was, you know, 2021 was fun, right? But we missed the bull run, by most standards, by, by what I expected, but what most of us expected in the XRP community, we missed the bull run, right? And so this thing is absolutely ready to move violently, 
But I don't believe that that necessarily means that this case is going to be a done deal and that this is going to be over this month, right? With whatever ruling we're going to get on summary judgment, I, my, my prediction, guys, is that the case does not end. There's no way, in my opinion, that this case ends uh, at summary judgment ruling, but potentially, right? At any time now, we can get a settlement. At any time, we can get a settlement and we could still get clarity on secondary market sales, maybe not explicitly, but indirectly, and then parts of the case continue on. But that would give us clarity and we could start to see XRP get relisted. That's what we're hopeful for, okay? But we're just gonna have to continue to watch and remember that this is what XRP does, right? It, I mean, for, for hundreds of days, for years, it consolidates, it winds up and just rips out of nowhere, right? leaving the whole space behind. Out of all the top cryptos, XRP takes the stage. The only crypto that's really done anything uh, similar recently through the most recent banking collapse has been Bitcoin. Shout out to the Bitcoin bros, congratulations. You pumped her back up to 28K, right? And, and that's why I'm really not even trying to cheer. I'm not trying to do laser eye, O face emojis and, 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 and get us too excited, like it's fun. It's fun, it's always fun to see XRP rip like this. But we've been here before. I've seen XRP pump to a dollar overnight. Coinbase collapses, shuts down. Basically, the, 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 the exchanges just shut down and it stops the pump. And then the SEC lawsuit gets dropped. And then we go back down to 17 cents. We've been here before. We're in the middle of the storm. You know, can XRP, you know, maintain and actually, you know, not get hit too hard. Well, it's already been hit very hard from $2 all the way down here below 50 cents, back below 30 cents briefly, right? For the absolute lows that we just hit. I mean, it's already been beaten up badly, right? But this is the thing about real utility on the back end and smart money. See, the smart money's moving on the systemically important assets in commodities. Just like that chart that I showed you guys, the commodities to equity. People are leaving stocks, especially the high-flying speculative stocks, and they're going back to real utility, real utility, actually running the economy. Now, those that are smart are front-running with DLT technology. They are buying into the protocols that are going to allow the, them to run the new financial system, right? They're going to allow them to bring business solutions, new business offerings, enterprise solutions, treasury flows, just keeping it on your balance sheet as a reserve currency, liquidity pools, NF NFTs, metaverse. I see we got an XRP video game now. You guys are building all sorts of stuff on the XRP ledger. And just wait till we get regulatory clarity for the big boys to you know lift the veil. Oh, of course we've built our XRP project on the, uh, the our NFT project on the XRP ledger. Of course. Oh, you thought that we were going to be behind on DLT? No, absolutely not. $5 billion escrow pre-allocation deal. What do you think? We're stupid? See, this is the smart people in the room. The smart people aren't getting left behind. You guys see Michael Arrington did a $50 million XRP fund. Right? These guys are moving money. Big time investments. And we're starting to see the utility come in that we've been waiting for. But utility gets unlocked after this case because all of the legit people can come in and start building. And all of us little guys can start building too.
I know there's a lot of a lot of you guys are building on the XRP ledger. If you are building a legitimate project on the XRP ledger, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, get in touch with my team, and we'll get you scheduled for an interview because I would love to shine the spotlight on you. And I would love to, to, to pray over you so that you may not get sued by the SEC if you're in the United States, literally. We will pray for you that you don't get sued by the SEC. That's why I haven't built my NFT project on the XRP ledger yet. That's why I haven't, I got plans, you bet. Someone was asking me in the Twitter space the other night. And, and I was talking about the, the various plans that we have for you know, basically implementing DLT technology into my businesses and you know, basically building on top of using the XRPL. On top of, like I said, like you guys know, I treat XRP like a reserve. We, we got a nice stack that's just gonna sit there and might get lent out for liquidity pools, might get lent out for something else, right? This is why you're going to see institutions load up on their own XRP is because they want to create their own liquidity pool, right? They, they want to do their own NFT project. They have some other sort of enterprise solution. They, they have some sort of real estate deal, real estate business, tokenizing gold, tokenizing silver, tokenizing every form of value and deciding what ledger do I want to tokenize this value on, whether it's my real estate, whether it's my pudgy penguins, whether it's your business, right? What ledger do I want to pick? And everyone picked Ethereum because they got the free pass. Ethereum and then all the derivatives of Ethereum, the Ponzi scheme that was built on top of the Ethereum free pass, right? Will be no more. Right. Once we once we have these other coins unleashed, once we have clarity, it's going to be about who has the best technology and what businesses are going to help institutions hold their hand adopting this technology. See, that's why people call me a Ripple fanboy. And I'm like, they're serious business guys that are getting people, institutions, banks to use the XRP ledger. Yes, I'm going to be a fan of that. I love that they send great looking guys and gals professionally dressed up to meet with these companies in the boardrooms i think that's great i love that vitalik you know dresses like a cartoon and i'm glad that he has fun and i'm glad that he keeps dropping the rap videos and the ethereum conferences are the most cringe thing i've ever seen in my life god bless him whatever floats your boat whatever floats your boat i just want to level playing field I don't want to see you guys lose. I don't care about what dance you're doing over there. But I'm here to say these ledgers that have been suppressed, XRP, XLM, and a couple others, are absolutely the solution. It is not Ethereum, right? And when you understand that Ethereum's a security, most likely, you know, maybe slap on the wrist settlement, fine, they'll get allowed to go. But everything else is most likely a security as well. Just like Gary Gensler says, that's why I've stayed away from that Ethereum um, uh, the, the, ER, the ERC-20 tokens, you know, and that's what's turned me off about a lot of projects is they're just built on Ethereum, which that's why I'm a big fan of XDC. I'm such a fan of XDC because when I was talking with Quincy Jones two years ago now, he was telling me that you could roll over your ERC-20 token to XDC while you had a cup of coffee, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and you could literally roll over your ERC-20 token to XDC. And I said, that's going to be a major use case right there. 
because when Ethereum fails to scale, when Ethereum fails, just everything that they did with the ETH 2.0 was a complete flop. And there's still legal questions in regards to whether or not there is security. Was ETH 2.0 a securities offering, right? Did they just make Ethereum more centralized by going to proof of stake? Many questions still yet to be answered, right? But just as far as the tech and efficiency, it just doesn't make sense to use the Ethereum, right? But we're about to see it get unlocked. You guys know we're close. This is March, March timeline that we've been waiting for, right? Summary judgment ruling on the way. And I am so excited to see the utility get unlocked in all of the projects, all the legit players coming to the XRP ledger that are building NFT projects that just aren't some something silly. It's going to be massive. Now, this is the problem that the SEC ran into with Ripple. And, and, and these guys, they're taking the SEC for a ride, right? They're, assuming that it's not all staged and they're not all friends just shaking hands behind, behind closed doors, right? Take a look here. This is Brad Garinghouse talking about this, shared by Cowboy Crypto. The reason why they're able to get a lot of settlements is because people don't have the financial resources commitment to really fight it. Could we be in a better position had we been more flexible in settling way back when? Maybe, but the whole industry would be in a worse place. Brad talking about how he is fighting. They are fighting on behalf of the whole entire industry, right? And that's why they didn't settle, right? And that's why they believe in what they're doing. And, and God bless them, right? And now we finally start to see, it's so funny. I'm about to show you guys. We finally start to see all the Ethereum guys coming on over and admitting that XRP does have a massive amount of utility. So we see this one. David Schwartz shares this meme, his reaction to Masari Crypto, which is big time Ethereum proof of work. Uh, Masari Crypto, they, 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 you know, are supposed to be the leading provider of crypto market intelligence, right? They finally come around to putting out a thread talking about XRPL utility. Despite the external pressure being applied by the US regulatory authorities, the XRP ledger supported by Ripple aims to provide a digital payment infrastructure, not just for individuals, but also for existing financial entities, such as central banks. XRP ledger overview. Now, total XRP Ledger accounts are approaching 5 million. You guys see that we're approaching 5 million accounts. Uh, we don't, you know, yeah, XRPL uses proof of association consensus algorithm. Proof of uh, association requires each node to set a list of trusted nodes, UNL, which it will rely on for consensus. Right now, I think we have 34 UNLs. All nodes on the XRP ledger run the same free open source software, Rippled. Validators are nodes involved in reaching consensus and voting on improvement proposals, while stock nodes receive relay and process transactions. Nodes rely on their UNL to finalize their state. Um, you guys understand this. What do we got? Feature set, accounts, master accounts, regular key pairs, got it. Tokenomics, okay. Um, and then they share this one for an in-depth look at the XRP ledger, including a brief background and breakdown of its tech stack, tokenomics, network activity roadmap, and an analysis of the competitive landscape. Check out the full report for free from Red Velvet Zip right here on Twitter. So if you want to hear what these guys have to say, finally, finally coming around to XRP and admitting that we have a little bit of utility being built out over here, 
it's just hilarious to see all of them saving face. Now, we have this one right here. Anders shares this. Bob Way explains why the ISO 222 migration for cross-border payments is extremely helpful for Ripple's bank sales team. The bank's upgraded system, quote, becomes much easier for Ripple to integrate with them. Now, let's check this out here, folks. That's a Bob Way. The reason this 222, this is an ISO 222 transition, is extremely helpful to Ripple's bank sales team is this means that every bank is required to implement new technology. Banks hate to change an already working process. Change can introduce new problems, which means bankers get fired. This is the number one reason most bank, regular, uh, most bank integrations don't happen. New system development is expensive and risky. Mistakes can generate bank losses or fines. Bankers get fired. The person you are negotiating with must have product budget, development budget, risk appetite. With a mandatory 222 change happening, the person you are negotiating with only needs to have one product budget. All they need is money. Then they can pull up and who has the solution? That would be Ripple and it would be XRP. Money for development has already been allocated elsewhere. Nobody gets fired for following a mandate. That makes the sale a much easier lift for Ripple. That is such a great point here from Bob. That being said, bank software sales is still a hard process, especially with the SEC suit still adding FUD to the process. But even if banks wait for a settlement, their 222 upgraded system becomes much easier for Ripple to integrate with them. The biggest impact is going to be even smaller banks are going to be upgrading their systems. This creates a much larger pool of ODL compatible banks. Small banks getting the most benefit from ODL. It lets them cut the larger correspondent banks out of their flow and cost. Now, how about a liquidity crisis to help the sales team as well? Sovereign debt and currency crisis to help the sales team as well, right? This, this is the perfect setup. This is why we called this session here tonight, XRP to the rescue. Ripple leading that mission, folks. Let's keep it rolling. And you guys already know the deal. This creates a much larger pool of ODL compatible banks that's building up liquidity. How much XRP are they going to have for that liquidity pool? What are they going to need the XRP price to be at to facilitate that liquidity? Great questions. We will continue to watch it. Now, XRP Crow shares this. Ripple is competing with City and Swift, but in one because we are both messaging and liquidity. Brad Goinghouse. Ripple is competing with the liquidity of City and the messaging of Swift, but in one, because we are both messaging and liquidity. Now, what do I say? They, they are also similar to the IMF because they're basically issuing the reserve currency. And then we also should compare them to the Bank of International Settlements because they're a clearinghouse for every form of value on this world. I mean, as long as it's getting tokenized on the XRP ledger, we are going to see that value represented on the XRP ledger. Now, why are we here? Are we here for the 50 cent XRP? It's kind of nice. I like to see the pump. It's a little bit of fun. Let's show you guys the chart to explain why we have been holding this thing for years. Excuse me, here we go. Now we share this one from the crypto bowl. Let's take a look. This chart is the reason why I have been holding XRP for four years. We're looking at XRP on the one month. Now you see this, we get a high retrace back in 2013 down to 2015, accumulation phase before we reach 2017, major run-up, blow-off top. And you guys know the percentage gain right there was just melt your face, ridiculous. Now we go through the same cycle, right, where we get this retrace, we get this point of accumulation ready to break out, and we finally see XRP break out of that accumulation range that we had been trading in for so long. 
Here's your chart right here. This is the daily chart for XRP. We started out a new candle, but you can see what we did yesterday, folks, all the way up here. That would be a 49.27 on Qcoin. You probably might have pulled 50 cents on your exchange, other exchanges, other currencies. You're well above 50 cent XRP. And it just breaks out out of nowhere. We're on the daily chart right now. And you guys can see, you guys can watch this. Let me zoom out on the weekly. Let's zoom out on the weekly and you can see this trend line that we had been in for so long here with XRP, right? So simple. No matter where you want to put that trend line, right? So simple. We've broken out of it now. We've broken out of it now and that's for sure. Look at that, right? Nothing to get excited about. But it just reminds us how quickly XRP can move once again. I'm not here to give you financial advice. I'm just here to tell you that XRP turns me on. Okay. Head on over to my website if you guys want to get your cryptocurrency, get your wallets, and to get your precious metals shipped directly to you or roll over the 401k. Hey, and we also have the Discord community. Join us over there. We would love to have you guys. Rico Force 44 with a five spot. Keep red pillin' Zach over the target. God bless. Yes, God bless all of you. Thank you so much for smashing that thumbs up. I appreciate everyone for joining me tonight. I apologize for the technical difficulties at the very beginning. And I will see you guys tomorrow in the next one. It is always a pleasure. God bless all of you. Like I said, it's over at my website. Get in touch with us. Send me a message. Let me know how I can help you guys out, okay? I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for the love. We will see you in the next one. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.